Hey guys, you're listening to the Cold Showers and Budgets Show. My name's Jonathan Wheeler. I'm your host, and the title of today's episode is Fill Up on Friday. Uh, the verse for today comes from Matthew chapter 25, verse 8. It reads, And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. This verse happens near the end of a parable that Jesus told uh, about ten people who went to a wedding, and they were sitting there, and it was kind of getting late, so the wedding started later than anticipated. Five of the guests had extra oil for their lamps, and five did not have enough oil. And so uh, when the wedding is finally getting ready to start, uh, the five that didn't have oil said to the five that did have oil, hey, can you give us some of your oil? Because we didn't plan ahead, and we are fresh out of oil ourselves. And uh, if you continue to read on there from verse 8 onwards, you find out that the five that didn't have it um, weren't able to get any from their buddies because their buddies didn't have enough to spare. So they had to go out, um, buy oil, and by the time they made it back, it was too late to go to the wedding. Um, now, I bring this up because this this actually, well, it didn't literally happen to me, but it reminds me of a story where it kind of almost happened to me. Um, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, and traditionally, well, it depends on you know what flavor of Seventh-day Adventism you, uh, you come from, but... Um, Culturally growing up, we always tried to avoid purchasing gasoline uh, on Sabbath between the hours of Friday sunset and Saturday sunset. And so a lot of times, you know, we would try to make sure that we had enough gasoline uh, during those times. If we knew we were going to go on a long trip or a long drive, we would make a point to fill up ahead of time. But, you know, when you're just, you know, driving around town and stuff, you don't think you're going to be logging that many miles, and so you usually it doesn't occur to you to try to fill up the car before sunset. So this was a, a this happened maybe two or three years ago, and uh, we find ourselves on a Saturday afternoon thinking, oh hey, let's go over to this one church. It was about 20, 30 miles away. They've got a Saturday afternoon program that we'd like to visit, and uh, we'll drive over there and come back. Well, as I'm driving over there. I am. I look down at my dashboard and I see that the uh, you know low gas light indicator has come on in my car, and I start thinking to myself, okay, well I have enough gas to make it there to the church, but do I have enough gas to get back? And uh, <laughs> I started playing through the scenario in my mind where I get to the church and I like literally have no no gas. And, like, the program's over, and in my mind, I'm thinking, like, oh, man, I'm going to, like, be, like, asking people if I can, like, use a hose to, like, siphon gas out of their cars in the parking lot so that I can get oil back. And it, it brought to my mind this verse in Matthew chapter 25, verse 8, where the foolish virgins are asking the wise virgins, uh, hey, uh, we have run out of oil. Can you give us some of yours? And, you know, thinking of the response that they gave, saying, hey, man, we don't have, we have enough for ourselves, but not for you. Go out and buy your own. Um, Ever since that that little, you know, that close call, I did make it back, by the way, if you're wondering. I did make it back on that tiny little, you know, the, the fumes of, of gas that I had left and filled up that evening. Um, so there were no problems there. It was a near miss. But ever since then, um, I have made it the habit on Friday afternoon on my way home from work to always make sure that I stop at a gas station. There's an inexpensive gas station on my way, on my way from home for work. And uh, it's just a ritual on Friday afternoon to uh, fill up on my way back. Um, but this has also prompted me to think about other things in my life where I've not wanted to be figuratively you know, caught with my pants down, where I desperately need something, 
and um, and I don't have it. You might, you know, think of examples where, like, for example, this happened to me a long time ago, and I think once recently, where we found ourselves uh, with no toilet paper. Um, and so then, you know, we kept on thinking, well, we need to buy toilet paper. But then when you're out, you never remember that you need to buy toilet paper if you don't have a system for it. And so you wind up like every time that you're home thinking, oh, snap, oh, snap, I need toilet paper. And then all of a sudden, you know, because you, you realize you're really busy, you're like, oh, wait, like I have to use, you know, because I don't have any toilet paper at home and I'm not gonna be able to go to the store. I have to like plan my day so that I am always near a restroom where there is toilet paper. So it's like, it gets kind of awkward. And I've got some tips for you today in this episode to help you avoid these uh, these sorts of situations. Um, I'm not sure who originally came up with this idea, but in the productivity space, a lot of people advocate not having, well, having kind of like a cash, like your own like miniature grocery store or your own miniature warehouse for shelf-stable items. So I'll give you an example of what will look like for like a, a bathroom, and then you know we can talk about. Uh, what it would look like in other rooms in your house. But here are some examples of some things in your bathroom that you might want to stock up on, like toilet paper, toothpaste, soap, uh, maybe paper towels. These things like last forever. And so you can go out and you can buy these like in bulk. Like if you have a Costco membership or if you know someone that has a Costco membership or if you just know some other bulk retailer, you can go out and you can buy a dozen or 24 and just keep these stashed up somewhere so that when you run out of toilet paper, you know, you've got like 24 rolls sitting, you know, in a closet somewhere that you can, that you can swap out. It makes a lot of sense for the bathroom. A lot of people already do this for the bathroom. Um, but let, uh, I I guess I'm saying this just to like prime this discussion for what you can do in other places, right? Um, this method really breaks down and broke down for me because even though I had like 24 rolls of toilet paper, um, I didn't have a, a, a ritual or a schedule for going back and just every once in a while checking to see, okay, of the 24 that I had last March, do I still have enough for like the next you know few days? Um, so building in a schedule, it could be weekly. You could build it into like a monthly routine, like every time you sit down and like make like a monthly budget, or if you like go out to see your friends, like a certain group of friends, like on a monthly basis, just build into your schedule. Okay. It's that time of the month. Let me go back and just make sure that my little local warehouse is full. And then just make sure that you, you do that on a monthly basis. Great. So we talked about it for the, um, the kitchen case, uh, the bathroom case. Let me tell you what my wife and I do for our kitchen. So, uh, there is this, um, company called the restaurant depot and they sell in bulk, um, goods to restaurants And every once in a while, I think we did this in January and then time before that we did this around May of last year, we will go to the restaurant depot and we will buy 24, 48, you know, counts of different items or we'll buy like 50 pounds of dried goods. And then we keep these in our garage and then in our kitchen, we'll usually keep like a pound or two of each of these goods. And then when we run out, we just go and we refill from our, from our kitchen, uh, from our garage stash. And so some examples of things that you might want to like, you know, bulk up on for your kitchen would be like salt, um, olive oil, uh, we eat oats for breakfast, um, dried beans, dried rice, uh, nuts. So these are, these are examples of things that we keep just stashed up in our garage. And then every, you know, week, you know, every, every time we need them, we just go to the garage and we, you know, bring more in and then periodically we'll go through and just make sure in the garage, do we still have enough of all of these things? I think for a while we were also doing um, soy milk as well. 
Um, soy milk, if you don't open it, can be shelf stable for a little bit. Um, an example also for like your office, um, rather than having all of your pins sitting in your office, you can keep like a little stash in, in the closet or in a garage so you only have two pins on your desk. Um, same thing for notepads, same thing for paper clips. So this is just an example. I, I led with this story of uh, never really being, you know, where you're in a groove, you need to get some work done, you realize, oh no, I don't have any uh, like paper for the printer or I uh, don't have any toilet paper. Uh, this can help you avoid these sorts of situations. Um, I'm curious to know if any of you guys who are listening, if you guys have any rituals that you use to make sure that you are never uh, without something that you need uh, or various things that you do to make sure you're always up to stock, feel free to let me know. Uh, for those of you guys who keep on listening, uh, you guys know where I'm at on Twitter at John Doesn't Tweet. So that wraps it up for today. Thanks for listening and have a good eternity.